Today's readings contain within him the heart of Christianity, the heart of Christianity. Again, just like last week for the heat, I'm going to be a little shorter than normal, but it's a little better than last week, I'm pretty sure, so we're almost there. In the first reading today, we're invited to rejoice. Rejoice heartily. O daughter Zion, shout for joy. O daughter Jerusalem, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he. This is a reading we often have or we have every year on Palm Sunday. The Lord coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, or as this translation says, on an ass. And we're invited to rejoice, to celebrate. The Lord is coming. The Lord never ceases to come to our life, never ceases to take the initiative to come and meet us, meet his church, meet his beloved children. And this is great reason to rejoice, to celebrate. Our God does not take any vacations. There's no 4th of July in heaven. He's continuously out seeking us out. In our difficulties, in our struggles, in our sorrow, in our grief, in our loss, He comes. And He comes bringing a message of joy, a message of mercy, a message of healing. Today's second reading, St. Paul puts us before the Christian life, the struggle between the flesh and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit, the struggle between the ways of the world, the ways that are not of God, and the ways that are of God. We're invited to take seriously our life as this spiritual battle. Our hearts are the place of this battle every day. And it's a tough battle. The world and its influence is very strong. And often we slip. We become very worldly. And St. Paul's inviting us to ask the question, who does our life belong to today? Does it belong to the ways of the world? The ways that lead us away from God? Or does our life and our heart belong to God? Belong to the ways of truth and mercy? If you live according to the flesh, St. Paul says, you will die. If you live according to the flesh, you'll not be happy. You live a very superficial and empty life, like probably 97% of our world. If you live striving for your heart to belong to Christ, imitating his love and service to the Father, and to his fellow man, 
our lives find fulfillment and happiness. Our hearts are ordered to love. God has made us ordered to love and serve. We're made in his image and likeness, and it's no joke. It's not just pretty poetry. We're made to love and to serve God and our neighbors. This afternoon, I had the privilege of going to this moment downtown. It's called Christ in the City. It's a moment where young people from across the United States, usually university age, they come, give a year, two years, or their summer in service to the homeless of Denver. It's now in Philadelphia as well, and the future going to expand in Baltimore. But I had lunch with a couple of friends from my Sunday night group with two people who were homeless. And I got to see a miracle before my very eyes. This lady who had been really enslaved to very serious drugs, heroin, cocaine, a life caught up in prostitution, selling her body to men for years. And she was just telling me her story. And at a certain point, she felt like God was asking her to do something different. To take control of her life. To take the reins of her life. And she listened to this message in this cry of her heart. She also said for all the crap and drugs that she had done life on the street that she had almost died five times. And before me, she was giving thanks and glory to God for her changed life. This is why we rejoice. Our lives can easily fall into these same things. Maybe not as extreme, but often our culture today really moves us to live a life of distraction and a life of enslavement to the world, to the messages of the world, our very pornographic and lust-centered, narcissistic culture. Big words, but I think you know what they mean. And this is the world where God wants to erupt into, not in an abstract way, but into our lives, into our distractions, into our being away from God, into our, to the times where we decide to belong to the world. I saw a miracle before my eyes this morning. In this lady and in about 30 young kids who've given three months of their summer to serve these people. And it was a reminder of my need to change, to really decide for Christ. We go to these moments not to just serve the poor, but almost to be reminded of the truth of the human heart made to love God, made to serve. Our hearts have this desperate need to be educated to the truth of God's plan. And he never ceases to invite us to these opportunities. 
In the gospel today, it says, come to me, come to me. All you who labor and are burdened, take my yoke upon your shoulder, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. God is asking us and inviting us to respond to his invitation. Come to me. Come to me in confession. Come to me in prayer. Come to me in the daily mass, in Sunday mass. Let me take your burdens, your sins away. Let me free you from slavery. Let me free you from sin. You are my beloved children. Jesus died on the cross to forgive all sin of every man and every woman of all time. And we're invited to come to him to receive this gift. So we pray as we continue this celebration to really look to him. It says, learn from me. Learn from my heart, my merciful heart. As our hearts are made to live in the same way and to dwell in his love. I love this gospel. It's, he says that these things are revealed to childlike people. To childlike people. We have to be before God, before the Father, as his little children, accepting his plan of mercy. So as we continue our celebration, we pray that we may welcome this love in our lives. We may find rest dwelling in his mercy.